Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall, joined by AJC beat writer for the Atlanta Braves, Mr. Gabriel Burns. Mr. Burns, thank you for joining me on the show. Yeah, sure thing, man. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. So my first question for you, at the Chop Fest, the Braves unveiled their new uniform updates. What were your thoughts there? What did you think about it? they're fine i mean it's it's not anything that really like jumps out to me uh personally like i love the old powder blues so i'd like to see those kind of brought back in a more prominent way but i mean people either really love or hate the reds i'm i say that but i'm pretty indifferent toward them myself so i mean it was it was fine like you kind of i like to see like the team maybe tweak that stuff every year i mean i love the throwbacks i love the old hank aaron throwbacks so you know i mean I don't really have too much of an opinion on it one way or another, but I think it is nice to have as many uniform combinations as they do and to kind of tweak it here and there every year or two. Now with the Braves, they're in the midst of a big off season as we head into the 2019 year. What would you say is the Braves' biggest need right now? Um, I mean, it's pretty clear uh, it's, it's corner outfield. Uh, they speak – pretty uh, often about also trying to upgrade the rotation and bullpen but when you really look at it uh, if they had to they could they would feel okay entering this season with this current rotation and this current bullpen because for the most part you have all the same ingredients that won 90 games a year ago there you expect maybe some guys like Sean Newcomb to kind of make some progress and you know overall I think you're in okay shape there sure you would like to add a front line starter or in some bullpen depth, but for the most part, you're, you know, you're you're in the upper echelon there of the NL. But when you look at the outfield, I mean, besides the two, besides Ender and Acuna, I mean, it's a glaring hole. Uh, they don't want to enter the year with Duvall starting, nor should they, um, based on what he showed last year. I mean, it would be somewhat of an upset, I would think, that if, if he even made the team out of spring training. So, I mean, they've got lots of different options there. Uh, there hasn't been that much movement on the outfield market, um, really at the market in general, but the outfield market specifically has been, you know, kind of slow. So a lot of the guys that they're looking at are still out there. You know, Brantley went to Houston. McCutcheon went to Philly. They liked those guys okay, but they didn't love them to the point that they would ever make an offer that would come close to what they ended up getting. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how it ultimately plays out because obviously it's going to have a huge influence on the lineup because right now you do not have a clear cleanup there. So could this guy be that? I mean, it depends on, you know, who they bring in. <clears throat> if it's another leadoff option, Acuna mentioned to us at Chop Fest this past weekend that he's fine with wherever he goes in the lineup, but he does have a preference toward leadoff. He did enjoy hitting leadoff long-term. Uh, I'm not sure that he's a guy who's going to hit lead off his whole career here, but based on the way that this current roster is constructed, he certainly, I mean, and based on how he performed last year, it was a really good fit for him there. So I think that when you kind of look at what they're looking for in the outfield, ideally it's a guy you can plug into that four hole. And even if that ends up being the return of Marcakis, you know, even though he's not the typical guy you want hitting cleanup, they did have some success with it. And that's a guy that Snip trusts and loves. So I would think that, you know, their preference would be to get a guy that could hit fourth and also fill that corner outfield void. 
Are there any names or any players specifically that you think would be a really good fit for the Braves? I know you mentioned bringing Marquez back would be okay in the outfield, but are there any names that you think would be kind of hitting a home run for Atlanta? I mean, the home run play, I mean, it's tough to say. Like, Mitch Hanniger would have been probably, you know, if we're kind of playing fantasy baseball here, I mean, that would have been a beautiful fit. Uh, But Seattle is not going to trade him. I like David Peralta in Arizona. Earlier this offseason, I heard that they, you know, weren't necessarily keen on moving him, but with the direction that that franchise is going, you know, I mean, he, he, they still have him under control, I think, for another couple of years. So, But I, if you can make him an offer, try to bring him in, I think that would be a really good fit. Um, Castellanos in Detroit uh, is a popular name thrown out there. Uh, really poor defender. So that would buck the trend of uh, Anthopoulos and what this team is trying to build. That said, you have so much good defense everywhere else. I guess you could technically probably afford to have a guy like that as long as his bat is producing, which it has. So, I mean, it's not it's not an ideal situation right now. Like, I mean, you could throw Marte out there, as more, but that's pure speculation on my part. It doesn't sound like the Pirates would be moving him, but he would have made sense. Uh, Marquecas reunion, I think, grows more realistic with each passing week. Uh, but this team can't really get something done in the outfield, which – you know, it's not the worst result in the world, but it's pretty clear that they've been aiming higher than that at this point. And if they're bringing him in, I think their preference would have been to add a guy like Real Muto or, you know, a more headline-type bat while also bringing him back. So, you know, is at that point you're kind of looking at is, you know, the Donaldson addition really going to be enough? Because there's not that big of a difference in Suzuki and McCann. So really your biggest addition would be you're hoping for internal growth and you're hoping for a healthy Donaldson to produce like he did a few years ago. So, I mean, it's, it's a risky thing. I think I really think that the outfield acquisition could potentially swing this off season and swing possibly the NL East race. Um, Philly or Washington is more than likely going to end up with Bryce Harper. Uh, so that's going to be a tough sell right there. It's going to make it all the more difficult for the Braves to repeat. But I, I think, you know, if you bring back Marquecas, that's fine. Um, but it could, you know, produce more pressure to maybe make a more impactful midseason ac- acquisition at that point, just seeing how the season plays out. But they're definitely – they've been aiming high uh, every single – name you can think of uh, that could possibly fit in the outfield they've called on. Uh, they've been very aggressive on that front despite, you know, being really haven't – they haven't made a move since late November, but that doesn't mean they're not being aggressive, trying to get something done. So, And as Anthopolis mentioned to us over the weekend, like there's plenty of names out there that we haven't heard. Not every single trade candidate gets circulated in the media. Not every single name gets out there. So there's other guys they're looking at, and – the way he put it right now is there's three players he feels comfortable plugging in in the outfield who are kind of targets. He didn't mention if they were trade or free agents. You can assume one is probably Marcakis. And he said one deal could be resolved soon. So that kind of opens the door for a lot of speculation. But uh, very interested to see who those two names could be. I don't have any reason to believe that one of those is A.J. Pollock because his market seems to be trending above what the Braves would be willing to pay, and it sounds like he's getting closer to becoming a Dodger anyway. So uh, if he's not on the table, I think uh, we might 
have a surprise candidate here, but uh, just like y'all, I'm pretty interested to see what ends up happening in the outfield. And you mentioned the Braves could bring back Nick Markakis and the potential increasing possibility of that. What kind of deal would you think he would get from Atlanta? I mean, that's tough to say. It would be a one-year deal. I feel pretty confident saying that because if they do end up bringing him back, they're going to want to keep that flexibility for next winter because then they have Donaldson expiring. They have Marquez expiring. And they can kind of go through all of this again. You know, you can see what happens with Donaldson. And if you, you know, see what happens with Riley, maybe you, maybe you have third base already filled internally. But, I mean, ultimately I would think that the dollars could be between – uh, 10 to 15 on a one-year deal. Um, that said, with the way that this market's going, um, I don't know how much interest Marquez has been generating per se, but maybe you can end up getting him under 10. Um, if spring training rolls around and he's just kind of, he wants to come back to Atlanta, the hole is still there. I mean, so ultimately, We'll kind of see what happens with that, but I feel pretty confident in saying that if Marquez is brought back, it would be on a one-year deal, and it would be with pretty much an understanding that the team did not feel comfortable matching up on a deal, either dollars-wise or prospect-wise, for somebody else, and that ultimately it was kind of just the fallback option. They went with someone they're comfortable with to fill it for one more year. You've got to see how Pache develops, how that scenario plays out. You're another year of evaluating, you know, you're going to kind of, <clears throat> the problem with that is some of these prospects, you know, we saw it with guys like Colby Allard last year, Luis Gohara, some of these guys start to lose value. So you want to be careful of that because you want to sell them before they end up kind of burning out. But, I mean, long term, I'm really interested to see, especially if they do bring back Marquez, you know, are they going to be trying to make a play? And it would depend on how Marquez's season goes, but Will they try to make a play for maybe another outfielder toward the deadline, assuming that they are in contention? Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting uh, scenario to see. But, uh, yeah, I, I would think that something probably around $10 million, ultimately, you know, give or take a couple, would be probably about the market for him at this point. All right, Mr. Burns, thank you for your time, and thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, sure thing, man. I appreciate you having me on.